Today's daf is daf Nun Zayin. We're holding at the bottom of Nun Vav Amud Beis, uh, about uh, six, six, seven lines. Itmar. There, we know throughout Shas we have Machlokas in Rabbi Yosef and Raba. This is from the most famous Machlokas in Rabbi Yosef and Raba. It's actually a discussion in the Achronim. What is this whole sugya doing here? It would seem to be much more appropriate for Baba Matziah than for Baba Kama. But nevertheless. What is the issue? So, we discussed previously the idea that there is a machlokas if the shmira of a tam is different than the shmira that's required by a muad, right? And we said that the two levels of shmira, one is called a shmira pchusa, a lesser shmira, which, for example, the door just has to be able to withstand a normal wind, but you don't have to take into account the possibility of a Ruach Sha'enamatsuya, where <coughs> a Shmira Ma'ula, where you have a higher level Shmira, so that requires even taking into account certain things like uh, a, a, that are uh, like a Ruach Sha'enamatsuya. We, we said that. Now, we have a similar discussion when it comes to Shomrim. We know that a, there are four categories of, sh- of Shomrim. Actually, it's the, one of them is, is, is similar to one of the other three. But you have a Shomer Chinam is the unpaid watchman, who basically, he takes on the most and receives the least. Right? He becomes a watchman, but he doesn't get paid and he doesn't get to use the iron. There's a Shomer Sachar, he takes on the responsibility to watch, but he gets paid for what he does. There's a Socher who gets to use it, but he pays for it. He rents. And then there's a Shoel. The Shoel gets the most, right? Uh, he gets to use it, right? He doesn't have to pay for it, and therefore he has the highest level of liability. That's the, the borrower. Right? The borrower, the borrower. Now, the question is like this. We have a parish in the Torah where the Torah requires that if you come across a lost object that belonged to a Yehudi, so you now have a responsibility. You can't ignore it. You have to pick it up or take it into your home, take responsibility until it returns back to the person. Now, taking that responsibility means you now are liable for making sure that that item be protected. The question is, what is the status of your level of liability vis-a-vis the four shomrim? Right, because we have the shomrim. There's no question, as we know, that the, the, the liability of a shomer chinam is less than the liability of a shomer sachar. Why? Uh, shomer, because he's getting paid. Because he's getting paid, so he has to watch it. He has to. Have the, the way the the lashon is with it ties exactly like made by Tamuan is is not for now. But he has to have the according to he has to have a shmira a shomer sachar getting paid. You have to have a shmira meula. You have to have a higher level shmira because you're getting paid for it. Whereas if you're shomer chinam, you only, you can get away with a shmira pusa, with lesser shmira. Now a shomer avedon. You picked up the Aveda, you brought it into your house, now you have to take responsibility for watching it. There is a huge discussion here, Machlokas, Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, what is your status? Are you considered to be like a Shomer Chinam? 
or you consider to be like a Shomer Sacher. At first glance, Shomer Aveda, somebody that took the Aveda now, I have to return it, but while it's under my care, I have to take responsibility, I take liability, nothing's going to happen to it. So at what is my level of liability? Is it that of a lesser Shmira like a Shomer Sacher? Well, no, no, I found somebody lost. Uh, oh, lost sure, I mean, I uh, lost it. Somebody's lost, lost. and now I don't get to use it, right? So therefore, you would say at first hand, what should he be considered like? I would say he's, he should be like uh, the, the the one who's on. He, he doesn't. He, he gets no benefit from it, and he shouldn't be out high. So Shomachinam, you're saying he for sure should be like a Shomachinam. There's no yeah. question. He should be like a Shomachinam. Rabbi Yosef is going to hold that he's a Shomer Sacher. Now that's going to be the issue. Why does Rabbi Yosef hold that he is a Shomer Sacher? But that's going to be now. It's going to take most of today's daf understanding the machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. Whether a Shomer Aveda, somebody who finds an Aveda, now is liable to watch it. At what status is he? Is a lesser Shmira like a Shomachinam? Is a Shomer Sacher? What? How do we define his? And, and, and the liabilities that come along with it are different. For example, a Shomer Chinam does not, is not held liable for, for Gneva Vaveda. If it gets stolen, it gets lost. Even though they could argue there's a little bit of negligence in is that. Is it a paid? A paid an, unpaid, an unpaid. Unpaid does not have to, Chinam means free. Right? So therefore, Sachar means wages. So Shomer Sachar is the paid watchman, Shomer Chinam is the unpaid watchman. So bottom line is that a, 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 a Shomer Chinam, if you, you, you come to him, where's my item? And he says it was lost or it was stolen. He doesn't pay. He takes an oath that that's what happened and he's free. A Shomer Sachar, he is responsible for Gneva Vaveda. He's got a high level of liability, a high level of responsibility of Shmira. So therefore it gets lost or stolen, too bad, you're paying for it. What he's exempt from if an onus happened, got struck by lightning, let's say. All right? So therefore that's that- That's the paid one. That's mean. the paid one would be, uh, the borrower, by the way, got struck by lightning, the borrower has to pay for that as well. Skyven owns him as well. Now, the question is we're discussing now, not actually a shomer, but a shomer by default because the Torah obligated him to take in the object and watch at the shomer aveda. Now, what status of the shomer aveda? That's gonna be the discussion that we have right now. Good? Okay, let's go and see this inside. Okay, itmar, it was stated. What do you know from learning through Shas, whenever it says Itmar and it begins a sugya, what's going to happen? Machlokas Amoroyim. Itmar and Itmar sugya is always a followed by a Machlokas Amoroyim. Shomer Aveda, concerning the person who is watching a lost object. Rabba Amar Kashomer Chinam Dami. Rabba says that he is considered to be like a regular, like a Shomer Chinam, and the only liability he will have is Shia. Shia is uh, direct negligence. If he contributes to the loss of this object through his gross negligence, he will be high. But otherwise, even Kneivah he will not be high for because he has a status of a Shomer Chinam, and that's the din of a Shomer Chinam. Comes along Rabbi Yosef, Amar Kishomer Sacher Dami. Peladic, mind-blowing. You take an Aveda, you have to watch the Aveda, and you have liabilities of a Shomer Sacher, which means that you're going to be high in Kneivah Aveda. The obvious question is, Ira said, the obvious thing is, Shomer Chinam, I'm not getting paid. If I'm not getting paid, how do you hold me like a Shomer Sacher? So there's going to be two different explanations of why Rabbi Yosef holds that a Shomer Chinam is considered to be like a, 
a, a Shomer Aveda is considered to be like a Shomer Socher. All right? Let's go on. So Rabbah Amr Shechom Echinam Dami. So Rabbah says, obviously you're a Shom Echinam, because my Hanok Kamatile. What kind of benefit is he receiving attributed directly to his watching the object? It's just a pain in his neck. He's not getting anything out of it. He's not getting paid for it. And yet, you, uh, the Torah requires him to do it. So he should be a Shom Echinam. It's not a Shom Echinam. So therefore, like this. That is according to uh, uh, Rabbah. Now let me tell you what Rabbi Yosef says outside. And this is a big Tosvus over here. If you take a look, this big fat Tosvus here. That's all dealing with the same, with the question that you're all going to jump all over me with. Rabbi Yosvus says like this, you know what benefit there is? I have an Aveda. I'm watching the Aveda. I'm taking care of the Aveda. And the Meshulach knocks at my door. He's going to get paid. You're going to get paid for a... Uh, no pay nothing. Meshulach knocks at my door. I have a right to say that I am dealing with this mitzvah over here. No, I don't have to. I don't have to. I just saved myself 10 bucks. The fact that I'm saving myself 10 bucks, that's considered to be the payment right, for, for, for and therefore that turns me from being a Shomer Chinam to being a Shomer Sacher. Correct. Let's hear, uh, so let's hear what Rabbi Yosef says. Why? For that benefit, that you do not have to give bread to a poor person, you're considered to be a Shomer Socher. Now, says Rashi, you take a look at Rashi, that you don't have to give bread to a poor person. Why don't you have to give bread to a poor person? Says Rashi, because because there is a rule, the Gemara Brachas teaches us, that in Gemara Masechah, Sukkah teaches us, that if a person's involved in a mitzvah, while he's involved in that mitzvah, he's exempt from... Right. And then we learned and for lechtach of aderach, whatever the source is. Okay. What's the problem here that all the Rishonim deal with? All the Rishonim deal with the same question. Is what does that mean? Does that mean if I'm watching an Aveda, so for the next three months, I don't have to put on tefillin, I don't have to put on tzitzis, I don't have to say kriyashma. What does it mean? Because I'm involved in taking care of a mitzvah that exempts me from the other mitzvahs. Why should I be exempt from the other mitzvahs because I'm taking care of this mitzvah? And there's a number of different approaches how to answer that Question. So, what do you think? What's the answer to that question? Do you hear the problem? Yeah. Why would you? Why not be exempt from everything then, basically? Well, we, and we know you obviously you're not exempt from everything. Right. So, then how can you say you're exempt from doing tzedakah? Right. right. So, the, the 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 one way of dealing with this, the one way of dealing this is, is Toad's way of dealing with the question is that it doesn't mean that you're completely exempt for every second of the day that you have an aveda in your house. It means that an Aveda has to be taken care of. Let's say it's an animal that you have to feed. It means at, at the exact time that you're taking care of this Aveda to ensure that it's being kept, that it's being, whatever it requires, you have to shake out the rugs, whatever it requires for that moment, that at that moment, that's when you are a, a, a potter because, because that's when you're being osik in this mitzvah at that time because you can't do two things at one time. But if you could, if there's a way to accomplish both things at one time, then you'd have an obligation to go ahead and do it. But it's because, so it's not that the, for every second it's in my house, I'm potter for mitzvahs. It's because I'm being osik in this mitzvah. I'm dealing with it right now. That's what exempts me at that moment. And therefore, and that being osik in my mitzvah, 
potentially could be saving me money because the Meshulachim who are coming to my door, the poor people are coming to my door, I don't have to give them right now. That's what makes me into a Shomer Sochem. Now, what does Rabba hold? There's also a big discussion. So the simplest understanding is Rabba holds, yes, it's true. He doesn't disagree with it that while you're taking care of this, you don't have to do that. But you can't bank on that and say, therefore, for sure that's going to happen, and therefore you should be considered into a Shomer Sachar. That's, that's not like, okay, we agreed, I'm going to pay you $10 to watch my object. It might happen, but it might happen doesn't automatically make you into a Shomer Sachar. So that could be what Rob, there, there's different approaches, but that could be the simplest understanding. But that is one, 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 one explanation of Rab Yosef. There's Ikadim Afar Shihachi. There's another explanation that Rab Yosef has as follows. That Rabbi Yosef Amrik is Shomer Sacher Dami. Why does Rabbi Yosef hold that it's good Shomer Sacher? Nothing to do with the bread that you're saving yourself, the stuff you're saving yourself at the time you're taking care of it. Came in the Rachmana Shibday, since you're, you, didn't, uh, you didn't choose to become a Shomer over here, right? You didn't choose, I want to be a Shomer. What's forcing you into becoming a Shomer in this case? Found the lost object. Right? The, Torah, the Torah. The Torah is obligated. Since the Torah obligates him to watch a Shabday Balkarah against his will, he'll got Shomer Sachar Dami. Which means basically it's saying is like this. What, what, I, what I understand as follows is that the Torah is requiring you to watch this. It, meaning, you can't slack off on this. You can't, you, it's not like, oh, God, guy asked me to do me a favor. Guy asked you to do me a favor, fine, I'm doing it, but I'm not going to take all the liability. You don't have that option over here. Because it's not that somebody's asking you and you're doing him a favor. The reason you have to do this is why? Is because the Torah is required. The Torah is required to do it. You have to do it in the best possible way, which means you have to do it with a high level shmira, which therefore you have a status of a shomer sachar. So even though you're not getting paid, but you don't have a choice in the matter, the Torah is required to do it, you have to do it in the best possible way, which means you have a din of a shomer sachar. Right? Yeah. Okay. So it's two different explanations in Rabbi Yosef's shita. So you know the battleground is there. Rabbi Yosef on one hand holds shomer sachar, Rab on one hand holds your shomer chinam. Let's go weiter. Okay. Simon Hechzira Leolam Hashev Chia Amart Nishbar Sachar. That's going to be the uh, mnemonic for the upcoming sugyas that we're going to see uh, trying to bring challenges between one, one opinion and the other. So, Eisvei Rab Yosef Le Rabba. So, Rab Yosef, his rise, Chavrus, his Bar Plukta was Rabba. So, Rab Yosef asked Rabba from the following Brysa. Okay? Now, what does this Brysa say? This Brysa says as follows. It's talking about that you are, you have found a lost object. Let's say you left the item in a place where you are certain that the owner is going to get to see it. All right? So you actually think you're doing the guy a favor over here. Why are you doing the guy a favor? Because if you take it home, he doesn't know who has it, but if you know where the guy is going to be walking within the next 10, 15 minutes and you put it there. So that's what you wanted to do. So what does the Brizer say? At that moment, you are no longer responsible to take care of it, which implies that what? That your smear is over. You've done your job, right? The problem is the next line. But it was stolen or lost, you're responsible for the liability. You're responsible for it. Now, it seems to be these two clauses seem to be contradicting one another. Obviously, they cannot be contradicting one another. The question is, how do we re, uh, reconcile the first part of this Bryson and the second part of the Bryson? Right? You see the problem. So, one says like this the way that Mora understands right now in the assumption 
is my nignava of the, how do we understand the clause of when it was stolen or lost? Lechorid means like this. It means as follows. If you know where the guy's going to be within the next five, 10 minutes, I'm just making up the time, but, and you put it down there, you have exempted yourself, walk away, you're not liable for it anymore. But if you don't know where to place it, and what did you do instead, and you brought it into your house, okay, now you have to watch it. And therefore, since you are now responsible for watching it, if it gets lost or stolen, then what? Nignavo avda chai bakr yusa, you're responsible. Now, says the more like this, this is what, this is what uh, Rabbi Yosef is explaining. L'chora, a shomer chinam is not chai for gnevavaveda. A shomer sachar is chai for gnevavaveda. Clearly, if the interpretation of the Bryce is the way we assume that what it's saying, that it's clearly saying that a shomer aveda has the status of a shomer sachar, supports Rabbi Yosef, is disagreeing with Rabba. You hear the, you hear the point? What does it mean it was stolen? Love is it not talking about It has to be talking about it's not where you left it where the guy's gonna see it. It must be where you took it home, and now you took it home, you're still considered to be responsible for it. You're which shows that you're a Shomasaka, not a Shomachinam. Loy, says him, well, that's not the pshat. The pshat is talking about it's one long clause. It's from the place where you put it back. Not, it's not talking about you brought it home. You brought it home and you're watching and you're not chayim in because you're a shomachinam. It's talking about where you put it back where you thought he's going to see it. So when it says one second, then, the, then, the, then we have the contradiction again, right? Yeah, it says like this, Vahakatani, the first part of the Bryce has said, once you put it down in a place where you think he's going to see it, ain't a but you're no longer responsible to take care of it. If you're no longer responsible to take care of it, how can you, can you, how can you turn around and say that if it gets stolen or lost, so Amar Leh, so Rabbeik says the right way to read the Bryce is as follows. We're dealing as as follows. It is considered to be two clauses for the same case. The case is you put it in a place where you think that he's going to walk by and he's going to see it. Except the time of day is critical. Let me say it outside and we'll see it inside. I mean like this. In the morning where people are still traveling to work, so therefore, if you put it in the morning, not only are you sure the guy's going to be going through this area, but you also know that his finding of it will be imminent. So in such a case, if you put it down, you walk away, you've absolved yourself from any liability because he is going to for sure bump into it right soon. It's going to happen soon. But let's say you didn't put it in the morning. Let's say you put it in the afternoon where everyone's already at work. Now it's true. Three, four hours later, he might come back and bump into it, but now you've created a problem because since there's gonna be such a time lapse from when you put it down, in fact, in such a case, not only have you exempted yourself from your shmira, you've actually done something that's negligent. And if you've done something like negligent, even if normally you're high, even if normally you're a shomer chinam, and a shomer chinam is normally potter from gneva vaveda, you're only potter from gneva vaveda. You did not act negligent in a negligent way. But if you act in a negligent way, then you're even going to be higher for gneva vaveda. So that's the way to read it. Now you don't have a raya of Yosef against Rabba. That's the point. So Moira says like this: Amalei Achmanis, can we deal with the Yikagodjak Zidavad Sarayim? That the second clause is talking about where you put it back in the afternoon. But Tantiktani, there's actually. Two two clauses are on for, for one, one case has two clauses. 
The way to read is as follows. If you brought it in the morning, she ran in a place where not only will he for sure see it, but it's also that it's, he goes back and forth in that area. He hasn't got to work yet. So then, you have discharged your responsibility as a Shomer Aveda because you've really put it in the best place that he could get it and therefore that's the best way to return because now he knows where it is as opposed to you take it home he won't know where it is that's the best thing to do but if you put it in the afternoon and what's the problem it's true this is a path everybody takes this path to go to work or to come back from work but the problem is it's in the afternoon so what happens it's in the afternoon it's the Mokham Shira he will get to see it if it stays there but it's not a place that imminently he will be there imminently that it's common to find him right away going back and forth over there he will not see it right away. Now you've created liability. You've, you've created. It's a negligent act. Why is it a negligent act? Because you put it in a place that he may not necessarily see, or at a time. At a time when he's not going to be there, and therefore, the so therefore, if it gets stolen, it gets lost. And since you acted negligently, normally a shomer aveda would be like a shomer chinam says rabba, he'd be part of aveda. But when you've done something negligent, then chay so you're responsible for it. Okay, next challenge. Eisivay, again, Rabbi Yosef is, is, is trying to challenge Rabba's position. So it says like this. It says as follows. Is that, that a, a, a uh, now this is actually a continuation of this previous b'risa. Now the previous b'risa says, you are always going to be held liable unless you return it to the person's home. Until you actually return it to the person's home, you're the, 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 right, the, the guy who lost it, you're going to be liable. Now, that has to be understood. Because we just said right now that if you put you it in a... Right. So, my lo- what does it mean always? So, it means it's like this. Love, afilumi beisa. It means like this. It means as follows. It means, if it's not at the time where you are, where he's for sure going to see it, Right? You are going to be held responsible under all circumstances unless you get it back to him and put it in his house. Meaning, even from your own house. From your own house, you'll be chayev. Even for what? Because the first half of the bride was talking about Gneva Aveda. So it says that, that if well, you put... Even, even regular damage, I guess. I mean, it says if you put it down at the wrong time, you chayev Gneva Aveda. And it says... And you're also, or you're still going to be chav, you're always chav, unless you get it back to him. Even when you bring it into your own home, you're going to be chav. Now that's difficult because when you bring it into your own home, that's not negligence. And it still, still says you're going to be chav. What does that show you? That the person who's watching an Aveda has what status? Oh, Shomer Sachar. Shomer must be that he has a status of Shomer Sachar. So what do you mean you're always going to be chayv unless you make sure it gets into his house? What do you mean you're always? It means love, love is not referring to a filmy base. It means even from your own home, you're going to be chayv in Gnei because you're Shomer Sochor. So Shmami, no, but Shomer Sochor, Dami, you see from here that he's considered like a Shomer Sochor. So Amalei, so Rabbi says like this, you're right. This Brysa, which seems to say that you're a chayv for Gneva Aveda unless you make sure that it gets into a person's home, is talking about Modinala Bibalachan. It's not talking about an inanimate object. It's talking about a living creature. Now, what's the thing? Because animals, animals, you have to have a high level of Shmira on. Because since an animal is used to leaving the house, 
An animal is usually is used to walking out and leaving. So you can't just say, okay, I, I have it in my home, it's watched, it's, it's fine the way it's being watched. You can't say that because you know that this animal is going to look to go, especially if it's in the surroundings where it's not normally being kept. So therefore, I agree with you that even in your own home, you have to have a higher level shmira. And if you don't have that higher level shmira, you'll be chai for gneva v'aveda. So he says, I agree with you. I concede in cases where the dealing with animals, since these animals have developed a, 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 a the, 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 the notion or the, the, the habit of walking outside, especially from areas that they don't know, so then Boina Tiruso, Yaseriso, they're gonna to have to have higher level of, uh, of, uh, of, of now. Now, according to this answer, we don't have to make a difference between morning and afternoon. Basically, what we're saying is like this. What we're saying is that if you know the guy's gonna be there right away, so you put it there right where it is and he's gonna find it, that's, gonna, that, 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 that's fine. He says, however, if, uh, if you don't have in a way of putting it right away where he's going to find it, then even if you bring it into your own home, you cannot say, I can just have a regular shmira like a normal shomer chinam, because since it's an animal that will try to leave the house, therefore you have to have a high level shmira and you will be chayv and gneva abveda. That is the way to... Uh, to explain, ex- explain uh, this, right? Uh, right, that's that Rabbi is not going to disagree with Rabbi Yosef in this case because we're dealing with an animal as opposed to an inanimate object. That's, that's how I understand. Okay, let's go back to Rabbi Yosef. Now we're going to go the other way. Rabbi is going to ask the question of Yosef. Means Rabbi who holds what? That a Shomer Aved is considered like a Shomer Chinam is going to try to prove that it's not a Shomer Chinam. Not like Rabbi Yosef who holds it as Shomer Sachar. Now, what does the Brizer say? The Brizer, by the case of a lost, a lost object, says, If you find an ox that has gone astray, uh, you cannot ignore it, but you have to surely return it. Now, Hashev Tashivem is a double Lushen. And the question is, why do I need to write a double Lushen? That's what the Bryce is addressing. So, so it says like this, I would think that you only have to, that, that the only way you can exempt yourself is if you bring it to the owner's house. But let's say you brought it to his garden or he has on his property, he has a broken down building, all right? And you want to return it there. As long as it's his property that you're returning it to, you, are, uh, you have discharged your responsibility as a Shomer Aveda. Now, the Gemara wants to understand what's going on over here. My Leginosa Churvosa, what are we adding? That you don't have to bring it into his home, but you can even bring it into his garden or into his broken down building. Now, what is the level of safety or security in the garden or the broken down building? Now, if it's considered to be a higher level Shmuel like the house, means it's under lock and key. It's under that even a non- even a, a not expected wind could not knock it down, right? If that's what it's referring to, then what's the novelty? Then there's no difference in the house. I Meaning, obviously, you're trying to say that you don't have to take it into the house. 
But you can even have a lesser shmirah. You can even leave it in the garden. Or you can even leave it in the churba. It means you don't need to have a higher level shmirah. You can have a lower level shmirah. That's how the Rabbah understands it. Well, if you can have a lower level shmirah, obviously what status are we giving the Shomer Aveda? It can't be we're giving him a Shomer Sacha. Because the Shomer Sacha, we said, needs a higher level shmirah. The fact you can get away with a lower level shmirah shows you that what's the status of a Shomer Aveda must be a Shomer Chinam. That's what Rabbah's point, point, point is. So now, what does it mean? My leginoso churvoso, ile meleginoso hamishtameres, lechurvoso, lechurvoso hamishtameres. That it's, it's, it's secured, like his house. It's got a high level shmirah associated with it. High in a basement. It's no different than house. Yeah, I don't need the Torah to tell me, and you can put it in another area that's like his house. Obviously. El Abshita, obviously talking about it, it's going down in level of Shmirah. It's not safeguarded at the high level Shmirah. It has to be on the lower level Shmirah. It can't be complete negligent. Right? So who doesn't have to have a high level Shmirah. Amar lay, so Rabbi responded to Rabbi Yosef, right, it's talking about that it is high level Shmira. And your problem was, one second, if it's a high level Shmira, there's no different than house, then what's the Torah adding that has to be there? I'll tell you what the Kiddush Kiddush is, because you might have thought, unlike if you steal something from somebody and now you need to return it, or you're one of the four Shomrim that have been given something, you want to return it, you cannot just drop it off at the person's house. He has to be there. He has to know you're dropping it off. So what it's adding is, of course it has to be a high level shmirah, but by adding that could be in the garden or it could be in his ruin, what's the chiddush? I had safeguarded like the house, but he doesn't have to be there. That's the novelty. He does not have to know. When you return an Aveda to somebody, you don't have to notify him that you returned it and you still have discharged your obligation. That's already a big chiddush. Even, even if it's not well protected? No, no, it has to be well protected. Rob is saying it has to be well well protected. So I mean, I mean, Joseph is saying it has to be well protected because you're a shomer sacher. It has to be well protected. So, it, so it's a you return it to the garden. The garden has to have a fence and a, a lot. But, of uh, so it says then it's like a house. I'm What's the difference? Have to tell him That's the chiddush. By adding that, he doesn't have but, to know but about I'm, it. But on the shomer phenom, I do have to tell him. What's that? No, uh, if you. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, a regular shomer has so, to know. So the regular shomer, yeah. if I return it to his garden, to his gar- well protected yeah. garden, I have to tell him. Oh, okay, any, any other to- case that you have to return something, you have to, to let the guy know. He has to be there or has to, you have to let him know. So when it says like this, we're talking about it's well guarded and it's safe guarded. The Kakashal Khan basically says, well, what's the difference in his house? I'll tell you what the difference. How come Ashmalan is coming to teach me? The low bain and das bailim. He doesn't have to be aware of the fact that you returned it. That's the novelty, says Rabbi Yosef. Of course it has to be well guarded. You've got to stand at the Shomer Sakhar. But the Chiddush is that you don't have to let him know that you're returning it. Could Rabbi Loza, like Rabbi Loza said, what did Rabbi Loza teach us? In all cases we have to return something. You're a Ganev, you're a Gazlan, you're a Shomer. You have to let the person know. You can't just drop it off and say goodbye. You have to let him know you returned it. There's one exception where you don't have to let him know. What's the exception you don't have to let him know? Except for the case we return Aveda. Since the Torah wrote multiple hashav tashi, that's what we learn out from the extra hashavas. That means that you have to give it back. And according to Rabbi Yosef, it has to be in a place that's secure. The novelty is that what? That's correct. He does not have to be notified. That's the novelty. So that deflects Rabbah's question. Rabbi Yosef has now been deflected. Let's go back to Rabbi Yosef now. The Gemara is going to ask a question of Yosef from Abaya. It's interesting. Abaya, not from Rabbah. Abaya was Rabbi Yosef's Talmud, also happened to be the Talmud of Rabbah. Or is going to ask the Kasha on Rabbi Yosef. Amalei Abaya Rabbi Yosef. 
Now, do you not agree that, like with my uncle Rabba, that a Shomer Aveda has to be a Shomer Chinam? You have to agree with it. Why? Now, in order to understand this, we've got to spend a couple of minutes uh, reviewing a, a certain halacha. What's the case? The case is like this, that under, in, 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 for, by, by, by the Dalit Shomer, the four watchmen, okay? Let's say, let's start with the Shomer Chinam. You go to a Shomer Chinam and you say to the Shomer Chinam, okay, uh, I asked you to watch this for a week and a half, week and a half is up, give me back my object. He says it was lost or it was stolen. What happens now? What scenario are you going to You it? gave it to a Shomer Chinam and he claims it was lost. I mean, I mean, it was stolen, not it was lost. I'm sorry. He claims it was stolen. Somebody stole it from me. Okay. He, he is not, as long as he had a minimum amount of protection, he's not. As long as he wasn't negligent, if he wasn't negligent, not, but, not, but the Torah requires that he swears. What does he have to swear? He has to swear that he, that he wasn't negligent. He had to swear that he wasn't negligent, and more than that, he also has to make that, sure that, that, it, that he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it, that he's not the Ghanav, right? Now, let's fast forward. Let's say he does swear, okay? And then we find out that he actually is, he does have it. that's fair and false witnesses, is it not? No, no. The rule over there is by Tolentine is Ghanav. Somebody claimed that it was stolen from him. Now that a claim that would have exempted him completely, he now is considered to be like a Ghanav. And then he has to be double, he has to be careful. Because he's a Ghanav. Now, if he, by the way, the rule is, if he would have said that it was a Ghazlan, it was a Gzela, right? Again, and he's the one who stole it. You don't pay do- double because a goslin, not I because, know. but a goslin, a god. No, no, no. He claims he, it was. He, he, no, he, he claims he somebody else. It. He claims somebody else stole it. But but your your claim has to be a claim that that person would have to pay the kafel. If you pay gzela, a goslin, remember goslin, where you know who the person is, doesn't have to pay. He only pays principal. He doesn't pay kafel. So there, it's only to say it was stolen through gneva because it was stolen through gzela, and you found out to be the guy who stole. You still would only pay once, you would not pay twice. Don't die in Ghana, but not don't die in Goslin. Okay, that's the rule. A Ghanav is surreptitious. The guy sneaks in, you don't know who did it. Goslin, your guy says to me, You give me give me your watch, or oh, not let's leave the guns out of it. Give me your watch or I'll break your arm. Alright? Let's that's, that's the case. So therefore, like this. Alright, so now now let's 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 move it forward. Now let's say you were a Shomer Sachar. Okay? Now, you're a Shomer Sachar, and the guy comes back and he says, okay, time's up, I want my, 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 I paid you to watch it for two weeks, two weeks are up, give it back. Now, if he claims it was stolen, he doesn't get the option to take an oath and exempt himself. Why? Uh, because Gneva, he's high for Gneva. Okay, was stolen. Pay me for it. Now, what happens if we find that in fact it was him who stole it? All right. In such a case, he he wouldn't have to pay Kefal because you only pay Kefal where you where, where the claim itself was one to exempt you, but the claim that he made would not have resulted in an oath because he wouldn't be exempt from that claim. So even though he was the one that stole it, 
And maybe you can say, okay, fine, I want my object back, take the money back. Maybe you could, we could discuss that. But he's not going to be careful for that case. Shomer Sacher doesn't have to pay careful when he claims it was stolen. Why doesn't he pay careful when he, when he found out that he has it? Because when he said it was stolen, what's going to be the law? He's going to have to pay it. Not double. He's, no, he's no, he doesn't have to pay double because when he said it was stolen, he wasn't exempting oh, he himself. Was, yeah. Holding himself up. Ah, even though he's not a nice guy, he only said it was stolen because he wants to keep it. It's true, but he doesn't have to pay careful for that. Because you only pay careful oh, when you say, on a Shomer Chinam is saying that it was stolen and he exempts himself with that claim. Then he has to pay double. But if he hides himself with the claim, then he would not pay double even if it found out that he was the one that did it. Okay, everybody with me? Now, on the other hand, Let's say, okay, fine. So let, 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 let's, let's go on. So Gemara says like this. So, you don't agree with me. The Shomer Aveda, that a person who's watching a lost object should be given the status of a Shomer Chinam Dami. You don't agree with me that it's a Shomer Chinam. We have the ruling of Rabbi Yochanan. What did Yochanan say? So now let's just get the exact what's happening over here. All right? Somebody comes over and says, I heard you have my lost object. He says, yes, I did have your lost object, but you know what happened? It was stolen. All right? It was stolen. Now, what is the ruling of Rabbi Yochanan? Mishalem tashlumi keifel. That law, the guy is watching the lost object is going to have to pay careful if what ends up happening was what? It turns out that he's the one, he's the one that stole it. Now let's understand this. How is it possible that he should have to pay careful in such a claim? The only way that works is if he has a status of a Shomer Chinam. And since he has a status of a Shomer Chinam, he was exempting himself with the claim of it was stolen. And therefore, you have a right to say, well, you should make an oath. And therefore, you then have a right when he took it to come and say you should pay me double. But if he has a status of a Shomer Sachar, when he claimed it was stolen, then what's going to end up happening? As soon as he claims it was stolen, he would have to pay the principal. He's obligated for the damage. For the, for, the, for the principal. And therefore, even if we find out that he's the one that took it, it would not result in careful. So Rabba is bringing a very strong, uh, 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 Abai is actually bringing a very strong proof to support uh, Rabbah and a question of Yosef, the fact that a Shomer Aveda has to pay Kefal must be that he did have a Shomer Chinam, because if it's a Shomer Sachar, why would he have to pay Kefal? As soon as he said it was stolen from me, he would have to pay the principal. It would not lead to a case of Kefal when we find out that he has it. Everyone hear the proof? Moses says like this, If you tell me he's going to do a Shomer Sachar, then am I Chmeshalem Tashmei Why would he have to be careful when we found out that he stole it? As soon as he claimed it was stolen from him, what does he have to do? Karna Shlumi has to pay the principal. And since he has to pay the principal, it doesn't lead to a case of careful, even in the case where we find out that he's the guy that took it. Okay? So Amar Lay, so the way Rabbi Yosef defended himself is, Askina, we're talking about over here, you know where is the case that Rabbi Yochanan was saying, Rabbi Yosef, you know where the case Rabbi Yochanan was saying that the Shomer Aveda has to pay careful. He didn't just say it was stolen. He said it was stolen with armed robbers. Armed bandits took it from me. Now let's step back for a moment. The Gemara considers right now, Gneva, there's some negligence involved. Armed bandits is considered to be an onus. 
And therefore, when the guy, he, so when his claim would have exempted him. He's saying it was stolen by armed bandits. Therefore, what he really tried to do was exempt himself completely. Now that we find out that he himself took it, he never paid principal in that case. In that case, says Rabbi Yosef, that's where Rabbi Yochanan said that it's possible that a Shomer Aveda, with his claim that it was stolen from him, will have to pay careful. But it's not talking about that he said it was stolen in a regular way. It was stolen through armed bandits. Meaning, I just, a regular way, I understand it would not have been careful. Why would it not have been careful in a regular way? Because in a regular way, he would have to pay the principal. But this guy was claiming a neighbor that was an onus. Alright? So therefore, Okay. So now, at this point, it seems that Rabbi, Yo- Rabbi Yosef has deflected Abayah's question, right? Again, what was Abayah's question? Rabbi Yochanan said that it's possible for an, uh, a Shomer Aveda to have to pay careful when he claims that it was stolen from him. Right? So we so said like this, the question is, but if you're Shom, it only works if you're Shom Rechinam, not if you're Shom Sachar. Answer is, could be why Shom Sachar. Well, how could it be why Shom Sachar? As soon as you say it was stolen, I pay principal. No, there's a case where you don't pay principal. Where what? Uh, where it's an, oh, and what's the onus case? Where it's an armed robber. Now, push back. A bias is back to Rabbi Yosef, one second. Uh, we just said like this, just remember the facts. If you claim that it was a Gzela, what happens if, the, if a Shomer says it was, it was a, 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 a strong... Zayla stolen from behind. No, no, Gneva. Gneva is surreptitious. Zayla is like strong arm. Yeah. All right? Zayla, you have to pay the principal, but there is no careful. Never careful by Zayla. So therefore, if you say it was stolen from me through Zayla, was robbed from me, Zayla, and we find that you have it, even though you, you, you still yeah, only have to pay principal, you're not right. Now, says Abai, one second, an armed robber, you know who the guy is. Since you know who the guy is by an armed robber, that should not fall under the category of Gneva. That should fall under the category of Zela. So when you claim that an armed robber took it from you, it's as if you're saying that a Gzela happened. Now, even though you're not high because it's an onus, but it's an onus including the case of Zela. Means when we find out then that you took it, you should only pay the principal. You should not have to pay careful in that case because you only pay careful when your claim was a claim of Gneva, not when it's a claim of Zela. So therefore that doesn't work. So Moses says as follows. So I'm a lay list in Missouri, an armed robber, Gazlan who? So says Rabbi Yosef, brilliant insight. He says like this, one second. Why is the Torah make a distinction between a Ganav and Gazlan where the guy comes in to steal when you, at night when you're not aware as opposed to the guy who you know who it is? Because obviously the Ganav, he's scared of people. That's why he comes at night, when, there's no, when he doesn't have to confront anybody. Whereas the, the, the goslin, he says, you give me your Rolex, I'm going to break your arm. He's not scared of people. When a guy hides behind a gun, what is he saying? I'm afraid of you. The proof is I'm afraid of you because I, it's not a regular strong-armed robber. It's a, set, oh, a, guy, a, guy, a guy holding a gun is more similar to a Ghanav than he is a Goslin because he's afraid of people. What's the proof he's afraid of people? Because he's got his confidence. You know why he has his confidence? Because he's hiding behind a gun. And therefore, says Rabbi Yosef, I consider to an armed bandit to fall not under the category of a Goslin. I consider an armed gambler to fall under the category of a Ghanav. And therefore, it does come out being a Kefal. Because since I consider it to be like Neva, so therefore, even though you're not hired because it's an onus, but when we find out that you're the one that hit it, it's a form of, you claim the Gneva, and therefore, you would have to pay the Kefal. 
All right. So when it says, I'm sorry, Sashani Omer, says Rabbi Yosef, I hold that Lizlin Mazuyan came with the Mitmar Inchi. Since he's, 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 he's hiding from people, how's he hiding from people? Because he's. Because he's hiding behind his guns. Correct, correct. That's what I think of it. So therefore, so therefore, is considered to be a Ganav. Okay. So that. The so how would it be different, armed or unarmed, if the guy was a Goslem but he was wearing a mask? So you don't really know who it is. All right, again, I understand. That's a nice question. If it's a masked guy, then you don't know who it is. But at the end of the day, you know, he's still not afraid of you because he's willing to confront you without a gun. So I hear that's a nice childhood. Good childhood. You'll write it in your safer. Ace of A. So the one says like this. Uh, I have a question. The one says like this. I'm going to question uh, Rabbi Yosef from the following Brysa. Now, we have now said a, 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 a mind-blowing concept. We've said that even though by an armed robber you know who he is, Rabbi Yosef says what? No, and it is Kefal because it's considered oh, it's to be a Gneva. I don't consider it to be a Gzela. That's what Rabbi Yosef Someone's going to question that. Asevei. The Gemara has the following question. Now, Raji says, I don't know where this segment is taken from. Tosva says it is taken from a Gemara in And the first part of the Gemara in says Tosva is talking about the following. Is as, as we mentioned before, that the Shomrim, you have a Shomer Chinam, a Shomer Sachar, they're not allowed to use the item. Right? Now, what happens if they did use the item? Now, using the item is considered to be Sholeach Yad. Sholeach Yad, that's the way the Torah refers to it. You send forth your hand against it. You sent your hand forth, you used it, you misappropriated, you used it inappropriately because you're not supposed to look at, you're not supposed to be using it. Now let's say you used it, but you didn't damage it. However, the Torah says if you used it, then you have abrogated, you have violated the laws of the Shmirah. And therefore, if something happens to it now, even though it's something that normally you would be exempt, let's say you're a Shomachinim and a Gneva Vaveda happens, so normally I'm part of a Gneva, so at that point, maybe you can say like a bar, maybe it's an hour, whenever looking at, or you may be like a Goslin, but whatever it is, you're now higher for the things that you would have been potter. So in the case of a Shomachinim, you're going to be higher in Gneva Vaveda. In the case of a Shomach Sachar, you're going to be higher in Onsen. Because you you used it inappropriately. Okay? That's the rule. Now, the first part of the Brizer says like this. The first part of the Brizer says that the Torah did not need to tell me this rule by the Shomer Sachar. If the rule is that if you use it without permission, what does that give you the status? Either like a borrower, like a Gazan, whatever it is, like, right? But that means I now become liable with all liabilities because I used it inappropriately. The Torah didn't have to say it by Shomer Sachar. All the Torah had to say it is by Shomer Chinam. Why? Because if the Shomer Chinam, who has less responsibilities, when he uses it, he now becomes Chayev in a Gneva Vaveda. So Shomer Sachar, right? If he uses it and he's got greater levels of responsibility, Kalvachomer, he'll be Chayev in liability. Right? You're the Kalvachomer. That's. That's what the first part of the Brizer that's not mentioned over here is. Because what's considered more stringent, the liability of the Shomer Sachar is more stringent than the liability of the Shomer Chinam, right? And therefore, <coughs> if there's an additional liability for misappropriation by Shomer Chinam, then obviously, what would I say? There's, a different, there's additional liability by the Shomer Sachar for misappropriation. You don't even have to tell me that. That should come through a Kalvachomer. Is that, I want to make sure everyone understands the Kalvachomer. 
Again, you know what sholech yad means, misappropriation means? What does it mean? Took it without permission. Used it. He used it without permission. Okay. Somebody tells me you can use a bike, and the guy says, "Okay, I mean, you, you can. You have to watch my bike, and you decide. I'm going to take it for a spin." Now, what's the rule when you use it? So now you're going to be high because you didn't have permission. Even though no, but even though nothing happened when I used it, nothing happened, oh, and then somebody so. came and stole the bike. Not because I used it, okay? The law is that the protection that you had as a Shomer Chinah, that your part of Gneva Veda goes away when you, you used use it, it, because you used it, and then for your Chai. So if one makes a Kavachom, if that's true by Shomer Chinam, where there's lesser liability, then... true by Shomer Chinam. So we don't have to write the parasha of misappropriation by... Uh, right. So therefore the Gemara, the, 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 the Gemara has a rebuttal. But, that's, but on one hand, you could argue back, you could say, but there's are stringencies that apply by a shomer chinam that don't apply by a shomer sachar. How? What? What? Is, because a shomer chinam can end up having to pay kafel. How can a shomer chinam have to pay kafel? If he says, you know, well, no, there's not testimony, but if he claims that it was stolen, and then what happens? He swore, and then it turns out it's not, and then it turns out that he is the guy. That took it. He has to pay kafel, right? Whereas it says by Shomer Sachar does not have to pay kafel. Now, why doesn't the Shomer Sachar forget? Because when he says it was stolen, he has to pay it. He has to pay right away. So Shomer Sachar doesn't have to have kafel. But asks the Gemara one second. But according to the position of Rav Yosef, he says there is a way that a Shomer Sachar can pay kafel. When can a Shomer Sachar pay kafel? It was armed bandit. So therefore, the one thing is, you see from the rebuttal of the Gemara, of the Kavach Homer, that only a Shomer Chinam pays Kefal, not a Shomer Sachar, that you must be that an armed bandit cannot be considered a Ghanav. Because if an armed bandit is considered a Ghanav, then a Shomer Sachar could also pay Kefal. And therefore, the rebuttal is not a good rebuttal. The rebuttal was, I, Shomer Chinam could be more strict because it has Kefal, Shomer Sachar does not have Kefal. But according to Rabbi Yosef, even a Shomer Sachar has Kefal, in what case? Where he claims that was, it was armed bandits. All right. So what it says like this. So it says the Gemara, Lo uh, imamard, we said like this. It says, Lo imamard, you cannot say that a Shomer Chinam is necessarily the lenient opinion, the lenient case, and Shomer Sakhar is a stringent case, because there are stringencies associated with a Shomer Chinam. So you can't use it for the Kal V'chom, because Lo imamard B'Shomer Chinam, because a Shomer Chinam has to pay Kefal. Whereas Tom Shomer Sachar, Shomer Sachar, does not have to pay Shomer Sachar. Now, if you held like Rabbi Yosef, that a listed Mazun, that an armed robber is considered to be a form of Geneva, Ganavu, so Nimtav Shomer Sachar, then you could have Kefal. What does it mean you can't have Kefal by Shomer Sachar? You have Shomer You have it by. Kefal if it's Onish. If it was a, if it, if it, a case of where you claimed that it was claimed, stolen from you by, by an armed by an armed robber, even if you're shomer sachar, you do pay kefal. That's what Rabbi Yosef was claiming. Yosef. See, not, so therefore, the Torah Tanis listed him as zuyin. So what? And the and the and the Brizer seems to hold. No, the Brizer said that maybe shomer chinam is more strict than shomer sachar in certain ways because by one is kefal, by the other one is not. But according to Rabbi Yosef, you have kefal by shomer sachar as well, where you claimed that it was a right. So one says Amar Lei Hachika Amar. The way to understand the Bryce is like this: is that it's not that it's Bryce is saying is 
by, by Shomer Chinam you only have Kefal, and by Shomer Sachar you never have Kefal. What it means is, by Shomer Chinam you can have Kefal whether you claimed it was stolen, whether you claimed it was armed robbers, either way you would have Kefal. Whereas by Shomer Sachar you can only have Kefal if it was an armed robber, but if you claimed it was stolen, you would not. It still shows more of a stringency by Shomer Chinam than Shomer Sachar. But it's not saying one has it and one does not have it. So when it says, Amalei Hachik Amar, Lo Im Amart Shomer Chinam, you can't compare Shomer and, and assume that it's that for your Kabachorma, that's the lenient one. Whether on all kinds of claims of Gneva, his high have to pay the Kefal. Whether it's Shomer, whether it's a, whether it's a regular Ganev or whether it is an armed bandit. Tomer Bishomer Sacher, Shainim Hashem Tashlomer Kefal. He doesn't pay Tomer Shlomer Ella. The only case he pays it, he betoned down his list of But he doesn't pay Kefal when he claims that it was a regular Gneva. That's what the rebuttal on the Kabachorma is, and therefore you have no Kasha on me. A survey, the more has the following question. It says like this, this is by the borrower. So it says that a borrower borrows something, the nishbar, it broke or mace or it died. Now this is a, these are not through negligence, so this is a form of onus. All right? You, you went ahead and you, you used the guy's tractor and it died. You used the guy's uh, ox and it broke its leg, right? So therefore, a shomrachin and shomrachin are gonna be exempt for that because that's a case of onus. Whereas a shoel, since he accepts accepts himself all levels of responsibility, all right. So then, if he borrows it and it breaks or it uh, a limb or it dies, so then he is high. Okay, we'll talk about it during the work or not during the work. We're not going to get to that. We'll get to that in Now, Ein Ela Shvira continues the Brisa. I only know from the Torah's clause that he's high when it breaks its leg or it dies. How do I know that it's chayev even if it gets stolen or it gets lost? That's the, that's the Bryce's question. So it's chayev if it breaks a leg or it dies. What about if it gets stolen or lost? So Gemara says, Amar Kalvachomer, the Chor is a Kalvachomer, why? Because Ma'ashomer Sochor, Shabbat Shmir of Shavur of We know the Torah does not hold a Shomer Sochor responsible where it breaks its leg or it dies, because that's an onus. His potter and owns him, yet what is he Chayev for? But Chayev in Gneva Veda is Chayev in Gneva Veda. Shoel, the Shoel lays Chayev when it breaks a leg or it dies. Kalvachomer, he's going to be Chayev for what? That's the Brysa, right? So our question was, how do we know that a Shoel is Chayev and Neva Veda? We said, Kalvachorma Socher. Socher is Potter and Onsim is Chayev and Neva Veda. The Shoel, the Shomer Socher is, the Shomer Socher is Chayev in Gneva Veda. So, but it's Potter in Shvur of Mesa. So a Shoel is Chayev in Shvur of Mesa. Kalvachorma is going to be Chayev in Gneva Veda. Now, Says Abaya. That's the end of the Brysa. Now says Abaya. If you hold, like you say, Rabbi Yosef, that the status of an armed robber does not fall under Gezel, but it falls under, under Gneva, it's considered to be a Ganev. So then, why, and, and, and I'm sorry, in the Brysa concludes, I didn't even read the last line. This is an ironclad Kalvachomer. This is a Kalvachomer that cannot be refuted. That's the way the Bryson says a buyer, but if you hold like you, Rabbi Yosef, that a that a Tontan is gone, uh, that a, a Tontan list in Mizuya, that as someone who says a strong armed robbery falls on the category of Gneva, there is a refutation. We know what the refutation is that uh, a Shomer Sachar can be penalized careful. When can he be penalized careful if he claimed that it was taken by strong armed robbers? 
Whereas a Shoel cannot have a Chi of Kefal. Because even if he claimed that it was taken by strong armed robbers, that would be an onus. He would still be hired. Uh, in, in paying the Karen, and he would not have to pay Kefal. So it comes out that if you consider Kefal to be a stringency like we thought before it was, so it comes out there is a stringency that Shomer Socher has over Shoel, and that could refute the Kalva Chomer. Since you hold that taunt, that, taunt, that list in Mezuyan is Gnevo, it comes out there's a possibility of Kefal by Shomer Socher, whereas there is no possibility of Kefal by the Shoel. Elamai, the fact that word doesn't hold that's a refutation, must be it's not possible because they don't consider to be uh, Totana's uh, of, of Liston Mazuyan to be Gneva, we consider to be Xela, and it's not possible to have Kefal in that case. Then why is it that there is no refutation to this Kalvachomer? You could refute it. You could say, that there's a possibility of having Kefal where he claims it was stolen by armed robberies. So Moses says like this, let's, let's be real over here. You're considering it to be a stringency where there's kefal. Let's understand, why is it stringency where it's kefal? Because what happens? Shomer Sacher says, armed robbers took it from me. So therefore what? Since he says armed robbers took it from me, we're not going to hold him responsible. But since we don't hold him responsible, if it comes out that he's the one that took it, he has to pay the kefal. By a, sho- a shoel, you don't have that. Because if he says armed robbers took it from me, then what? Then immediately... We make him have to pay the principal. Having to make the principal right away, that's more stringent than leading to kefal. The fact that it leads to kefal is based on a leniency, not based on a stringency. You can't consider it. Therefore, this would also knock out the questions we had before too by kefal. Moses says, Amalei, the Tana of this Brisa holds, Karna, having to pay the, the principal without any options, below Shavu, without being able to take an oath to exempt oneself, that's Adiva, that's more stringent than having to pay kefal when you take a Shavu. The reason you pay kefal when you made a shvur because of a leniency that you could have got away with that exemption. That's the reason. That doesn't make kefal more stringent than shomer sacher, therefore more stringent than shoel. The reason one has kefal is so you can't. So therefore, that's why you can't say it's a rebuttal on the kalvachomer because the kefal is not really a stringency over shoel, which does not have kefal. All right, the morning now wants to go the other way. Let's try and bring a proof for Rabbi Yosef that what? That what's the status of armed robbers? That they're, that they're the enemy. I don't understand. No, what does he say? That armed robbers fall under what category? Oh. Neighbor or Xelo? Um, the they can lead to Kefal. They can lead to Kefal, therefore they can be Gneva. So we want to bring a riot that armed robbers are considered to be like Gneva. That's what we want to bring a riot for. Okay? Let's see how we bring the riot. It says like this. Now we're dealing with one of the four Shomrim is the renter. A renter was subject to machlokas tanoyim. A renter could either be like a shomachinim or a shomasachar. There was a machlokas behudin of Meir, if you remember. On one hand, he gets the benefit. What's the benefit? That he uses it. On the other hand, but he has to pay for that benefit. So do they knock each other off and it's considered like a Shomer Chinam? Or is it considered to be a Shomer Sacher? Was a Machlokas Rabmein of Yehuda? So this is not, this is a third. We dealt, so far we're dealing with Shomer Sacher and a, and, and a Shomer Chinam. Now we're dealing with a Socher, which is the renter. Okay? So, right. We also dealt with a Shoah, was the borrower, but that was the fourth one. But now, so it says like this, Lema Sile, Hasocher Paramechavero, a person rented a cow from his friend, okay? Avis rent a cow, went and rented it, paid money for it, and now he has. But Nignava and it was stolen, all right? And he did not take the markup in insurance. He didn't want to get ripped off. 
thought the Amex would cover it, doesn't cover it. So now what happens is as follows. But Amar Halo Nishba. Now what happens is that when he is confronted by the rentor, to the rentee, I don't know if that's the right one. Anyway, he says, you know what? I don't want to swear. I'll pay you. I don't like taking oaths. I will pay you for the lost ox. With me? Yeah. It comes out that he was telling the truth, and then we found the thief. Now, the th- it's mashba that the Shomer had the ability to swear to Patri himself, chose not to, instead of making the Shvoi paid. Now that he paid, he's considered as if he's the owner. Therefore, when the actual Ganav is found, that Ganav is Chayv Kefil for having stolen. Who does he pay? It says that Meshalem Tashlame Kefil, a Socher, he pays the Socher, he pays it. Now, the assumptions that the uh, proof is predicated upon. Right, we're trying to bring this as a proof for Rabbi Yosef. So the, pre- the assumption is, first of all, is Savruk Rabbi Yehuda, that the price is going like the Shita of Yehuda, that holds the Amr Socher is Kenosha Socher, that the level of Shmira requirement of a Socher is that of a Shomer Socher. They're the equivalent. Not like Rav Meir holds a Shomer Chinam, but a Socher is like a Shomer, and each means whatever you require of a Shomer Socher, you require of a, Shomer, of, of a Socher. Now, therefore, it comes out like this. Umiktani, now, from the fact that the Brisa taught as follows, it says, that means the person had the choice. It's much, he could have sworn to get off the hook, but he said, no, I'm not going to swear, I'm going to pay. So, so he was able to part himself with a shvua, and he would have been believed with his taina. And so it's a taina that results in him collecting kefal from the ganav, but it's a taina that also would have got him off the hook. Now, what's the case? So now, it can't be talking about a regular sh- ganav, because a regular ganav, if he says, the socher, who's considered now like a shomer socher, if he was said that it was stolen from me, he wouldn't have the choice to say, let me tell you, I, I had a choice to take an oath, and I choose not to. You don't have a choice to take an oath. If a shomer socher and a socher are the equivalent, a shomer socher is chayv and gnei vaveda, you would be chayv. Elamai, the only possible way could be, is that he was tiny, it was tonus tanis, it was a case of list and mezuyah, and he said it was stolen from me, but what kind of ganav was, was an armed robber. Since it was an armed robber, and therefore I would potter, because it's an onus, a socher like a shomer socher would be potter from a list in Mizuyan. So therefore he claimed that it was an, uh, and, and then they found out actually who it was, and that guy has to pay him careful. So you see from here is that we do consider a armed robber as a ganav, because if we don't consider an armed robber as a ganav, then why would he be collecting careful for that fellow? So therefore, so what it says like this, is going to cut list in Mizuyan. Must be that he claimed that it was an armed robber which would have exempted him because it's an onus. Socher is like a shomer socher, it's an onus. And it says, when you do find who this armed robber is, is Mashalim Tashlame Kefal. Now, why is he paying Kefal? Must be that that armed robbery is considered Gneva because if it's considered Zela, a Gazan doesn't pay Kefal. So Mashalim Tashlame Kefal is Socher. Shmamina must be that at least in Mazun is considered under the classification of a Ganav who. So Amri, the Bnei Yeshiva said like this, not such a raya, because your assumption was that this Bryce has to be going like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, that it's going with a Shita that a, a, a Socher is considered like a Shomer Socher. If this Bryce would be going like Rav Meir, so then it would be that a, a, a Shomer Socher is considered to be like a a, a shomer, a, a socher is considered like a shomer chinam. Then he's, then he's, then he's pottering neva vaveda. So you don't have to say it's talking about a case of list and mezuyan. Maybe it's talking about a case of actual ganav. And why is he potter from the claim that was shul? Because it's going like Rav Meir Shita that a socher is considered to be like a shomer chinam. Anyway, so by making him go like Rav Meir, 
then it comes out that he's got a shomer chinam, then you have no raya, because shomer chinam taka is potter from, from Gneva, and when he claims it, then he would be potter, and the shomers, and, and, and the ganav would have to pay him the kefal when he pays, and he would have the option to take the shua and not have to pay. Ibais Emer, the Ibais Emer, what it offers you, it's pretty much the same answer, but in, if you want to keep the b'risa like Rabbi Yehuda, then you can learn the machlogs of Yehuda and Rabbi Meir, k'demachliv Rabbi Baravu, the way Rabbi uh, 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 Baravu inverted v'tani, and he learned that socher, k'etzad meshalem, what's the level of liability for a socher? Rav Meir is the one who says shomer socher, Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says shomer chinam. Now, if you say that it's going like Rabbi Yehuda and it's going to like shomer chinam, then you have the same thing. It's actually, is a gan of his potter from and takes a shvua, a socher, because like a shomer chinam, and if somebody else is then found out where, who's the gan, he has to pay careful. Now, Reb Amar, he says a whole different tarot. He says like this, Reb wants to claim is that you can keep it that a, that a, shomer, a socher is considered like a shomer socher, the original version of Reb Yehuda. Shomer is like a shomer socher. I, what's the case that you would pay, that be a careful even though, if you want to, you don't want to say that 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 that, uh, that an armed robber is considered to be a, not not considered to be a ganav like Rabbi Yosef. It's not a raya for Rabbi Yosef because it considers a gazlan. So considered like a gazlan. Then what's the case? So the case is like this. Rabbi Yosef says like this. Is what happened was The guy claimed that it was a armed robber. He claimed that an armed robber, and therefore he would have an ability to swear based on his claim because it's an onus, and therefore he wanted to. He said, "I'm going to pay. I don't want to swear." But Nimsa listen, Shem Mizu. What ended? We found out it was a regular ganav. So listen, there was a Mizu. It was a regular ganav. Now, in terms of kefal, that regular ganav needs to pay. Now, who does he pay? He pays who's viewed as the owner. Well, since the person who made the claim, he claimed didn't claim it was a regular ganav. If he would have played, it was a regular ganav. So then, in such a case, he would have had to pay anyway. He wouldn't have had to be able to take a no oath. But he claimed there was a list in Mizun. So we, he would have had an option to take an oath based on his claim. He decided to pay. Therefore, we made him the owner. Now we found it was a regular Ghanav. That regular Ghanav has to pay Kefal. Who does he pay Kefal to? He pays Kefal to the Socher because at the time the Socher made the claim, based on his claim, he could have taken an oath, decided not to take the oath. Therefore, he buys the rights from the original owner to the kefal that exists now. But what you've gained in this way is that really a, a tone time is, uh, a, a, a person who claims the, that, uh, well, forget a list in Mizuyan, armed robber, you don't have to say it's like Rabbi Yosef that it's a ganav. list in Mizuyan could actually be a goslin. Why is there kefal? Because it was found out that it wasn't actually armed. It was a regular ganav, and that's why there is kefal. Gentlemen, have a good job.